considered where we consider our weird wacky wonderful world and share the burden of knowledge i am emily roberts i'm claire Mitticky. and we're back episode two we've made it this far i feel like we've had some serious character growth such character growth and um my audio may be bad but my heart's in the right place and i'm ready to get into it listen it doesn't matter if your audio is bad because what I'm saying is always going to be worse. And they need to hear that loud, loud and, they need to and hear that loud, so clear. So clear. In fact, I have something that I need to tell you. I've been holding on to this and oh, I can no. see the fear in Claire's eyes because we did not discuss this as a potential intro, but guess what? Can't nail me down, baby. No. What? So What's happening? I'm holding on to this story, and if you agree with my roommate on this, I will I will be so mad. But I got really upset about this. Um, okay. So I was discussing this podcast with my roommate and also with some of our mutual friends, and I was like, you know, there's so many like little things that I want to talk about that I just don't think that I can make into a whole segment. And um, friend of the podcast, Rachel, was like, you should do two truths and a lie. And I was like, that's a very um, good idea. We will not be doing that right now. So you can put, you know, put that fear back into your heart where it belongs. I'll put I'll put it in the back burner where I'll meditate on it for the yeah, rest of my life. Yeah, let it simmer. Let it let that fear Let that fear steep. Let it steep. So I was explaining it to Sophia and I was like, yeah. So, you know, like one of the things would be like, there's a place in Canada where you can order a drink that's garnished with a real human toe. And she, yeah. How do you feel about that fact just off the bat? So uh, quick clarification before how I feel about that. That's not real though. Yes, it's real. It's called the sour toe cocktail. Sorry. I'm actively crying right now. Um, Wait, no. But I'm not here just... to explain this. What I'm here to say is that my so my roommate Sophia looked me in the eye, looked me in my human eyes and went, "Yeah, okay, but like do they rinse the toe in between drinks?" And I was like, "This it's is the toe? line. This it's... is the lot. Okay, you're also at the it's one toe. Yes. How many human toes do you think these people have?" <laughs> also, also <laughs> If you're going to drink a drink with a real human toe, I think the whole concern about having other people spit in your drink is gone. You're drinking a drink where you're touching a real human toe. And she's like, yeah, but I don't want to get like mono. And I'm like, Sophia, it's a real human toe. And she's like, I don't understand why you're getting so worked up about this. And I'm like, because it's a real human toe, Sophia. And you are like, that's cool. I've always wanted to taste human flesh. No, I but I want to make sure it's clean first. And I'm like, it's not going to be clean. It's a gnarly black human toe. And not like racially. I'm talking it's just so old and crusty that it has shriveled and turned black. I don't understand, though. So is it like a, like they're so hardcore in metal? You you get a toe, but you, you got to give it back. You have to give it what's back. The, what's Is it like a library thing where like you check out the toe for like a drink and then you have to check it back in? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a fine. There is a fine if you drink the toe. 
because it's happened. If you drink the toe, if you it's happened a couple of times. If you like unhinge your jaw and eat a human toe, what (laughs) is it seasoning? (laughs) Listen, Claire, you can't get mad at me. I'm not the one who drank the human toe. (laughs) Where where in the world is this? Is this in some like up in like the Yukon Canadian mountains? Like a tiny. In Canada. It's Canada, like, I knew we couldn't trust. I we, knew we couldn't trust them. Listen, I mean, and since day one, I said, Canada, Canadians, I don't think so. I listen, don't trust them. Everyone's nasty. I think we could all agree everyone's nasty. Well, to not to get too into it, because that's not what this is about. I'm looking to see if cannibalism is bad for your health, besides being spiritually challenging. Well, but Claire... Okay, but can we all agree, though, that you should not, if you're drinking a drink with a real human toe in it, your concern should not be whether or not the toe was rinsed between drinks, right? Where did I get the toes? They're donated, Claire. What? <laughs> I know. Is it, like, part of the thing of, like, when you, like, you sign up to work there, they're like, all right. No, it's just that, like, whenever. In order to work here, you must donate a toe. Because we're running. The first toe was like some dude lost a toe in like a mining accident or something. And he kept it in a jar of alcohol. And everyone's like, I wonder what that tastes like. And then it evolved from there. Oh, no. Like a gently pickled toe. In alcohol. So it's fine. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I've, I've, I've had this toe on my brain for three weeks now. I'm unfazed and unbothered by this toe. What I want to say is that people, you know, it's like, I think the most recent one was like a lawnmower accident. So, like, any time they just had to have a toe amputated, like, a dude would be like, I'm going to send it to this bar because they, someone drank the other toe. So, then you need a new toe. You have to, like, that's a lot that you have to process if you accidentally drink a toe. Like, if you go out, like, girls' night and you accidentally drink a toe, like, that's a, that's a. Claire, one person drank the toe on purpose. Oh, they were nasty. Oh, they were nasty. Like, each person do their own thing. Like, I'm actively crying. Each person do their own thing, and I respect that. A toe? But would you drink the toe? Like, would you drink... Not drink the toe, but would you drink a drink with the toe in it? If we went to Canada together. You are crying. Oh, my I'm God. There are actual human... So there are actual human tears. I love how soft and gentle... I did tell you I was going to really ease everyone in. With the first episode and second episode intro, human toes. Human toes. And can I tell you, real human tears. Real okay. human tears. I'm trying You've to rally. Cried two out of two podcasts. Uh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Do you want to? So, but, but I need to hear verbal confirmation that Sophia was bonkers for getting stuck on whether the toe was rinsed is, between drinks or not. This is the thing is I understand her getting stuck on that because the other option is like confronting the truth head on, which I don't think the human brain can comprehend. Listen, my roommate, love her to pieces. I'm about to expose her on my podcast, expose her. but don't worry. No one's listening. She is like, if I had a chance to see what real human flesh tastes like, I would do it. I, okay, so, like, she's not fair, bothered she, by the toe. To be fair, I feel like all of us a little bit think that. Oh, absolutely. I've told her more than once that if I if we were as a sur- in a survival situation and I beefed it, she can eat me. Say we go to Canada. Okay. Would you order the sour toe cocktail yes. with me? 
Yeah, yes. right? Oh my god, we have to do it now. No, we don't. <laughs> I'm saying oh, that if oh, we Claire, were... you have... So I feel like you are in the right state of mind to talk about the ocean now. Oh no, the ocean. The ocean, she's a coming. So that's what I want to talk about. Because I want to get it out of the way. I feel like people who don't know me, and maybe people who do know me are going to be like, Emily, you you can't hate the ocean. The ocean's a beautiful thing. She's a lovely woman. And I'm like, yes, the ocean is beautiful. I've swam in it multiple times. Just kidding. Only <laughs> once. The other, the other time, I just poked my toe in it, and I don't think that counts. I have seen two out of however many oceans there are. I appreciate oceans, but I'm going to ask you, I'm going to do a real... Seven? Seven seas? How many oceans? Are there seven oceans? More than two. Because I've I've swam in the Atlantic and I stuck my toe in the Pacific. Oh, there's four. There's four. I mean the Indian Ocean, right? And then maybe like an All Arctic right. one. Britannic, whatever this website is, passive aggressive. Britannica. Yes, this this website's passive aggressive as all hell, as any grade schooler might tell you. <laughs> How dare you come from my throat like Both this? Both of us were like, we know that there is at least two oceans because as Americans, we know that one side is Atlantic, one side is Pacific. But if there's other oceans, it's all just one big body of water. Like, I love how we divide these things up as if it's not just one giant. It's all connected. All the water is connected anyways. So... Claire, I want to ask you, um, what percentage of the ocean do you think has been observed, explored, studied? Oh, it's something dumb. It's something dumb. Uh, 30%. Eight. Oh, no. 8% of the ocean, fam. What is the rest? Uh-oh. What is the rest of the ocean hiding? secrets secrets nothing good okay that's why i do not like or trust the ocean we only and there's some bonker things that and we're going to talk about some of the bonker things that we've discovered in just eight percent of the ocean the silence is just me expressing fear on my face which i understand it's an auditory medium but so the next time you see the ocean just remember Mm -mm. who knows what's i don't I, I don't. Scientists don't. No one knows. No one knows. Just freaking giant spiders and crap. That's what's in the ocean. So I'm going to talk today about pyrosomes. And this is a topic suggested by friend of the podcast, oh. Rachel. And you know, you know, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Rachel, <a> freak. <laughs> so what if I pitched you pyrosomes? Okay. Okay. Giant, free-floating worm. How do you? How do we feel? Very bad. So gut gut check, quite bad. Gut check. You're saying quite bad. Floating worms. What if I told you that this giant floating worm is made up of hundreds of thousands of individual clones that all work together as one I would say organism. this is great fodder for your next novel. So glad that you made this up. Let's get to the real part of the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So <laughs> the, the pyrosome is a absolutely real thing 
that looks fake. Um, I will, let me see if I can find you a picture here. There. But so, you know, they are, I don't like that. You... Well, I mean, see my, see my struggle here is like, what do you, how do you refer to one organism that's made up of thousands of clones? Legion. <laughs> legion. This legion, right? <laughs> is, uh, a filter feeder so it's not gonna eat you claire it's just trying to you know eat all the little detrius and stuff that floats around in the ocean no big deal thanks i um, guess i mean they are theoretically immortal uh excuse me <laughs> yeah because you would have to kill every single clone to kill the entire thing oh no oh yeah bud <laughs> oh no all right now I'm going to hit you with another thing. Okay. Bioluminescent. That's fine. That's fine. That's what they get their name from, by the way. The pyro, the like the, is the it pyro, like fire? The fire, yeah. They glow. So like, you know, take that with you. That's probably like the least offensive fact. That's, yeah, that's fine. pyro cell. I can understand like glowing nonsense. Yeah. Because I've just been slapped aside the head with Legion. You know, like Legion is like, that's. It's yeah, it's a it's a colony of worms me. that form one giant worm, and I can hear what you're thinking, Claire. How big is a pyrosome? Yes, please. Well, they can be small. Okay. Or they can be as long as sixty feet Absolutely and wide enough. Absolutely not! Absolutely not! No way! Uh, yeah, yeah, way, bud. How thick? I'm going to let you sit with that. No, no. No, how thick? They can, because they are basically a big tube. And I cannot express the fact that they look yeah, like one of oh. those, uh, oh. you know, those like plastic mm. balloon men at um, car dealerships. No. It looks like that, but like just a tube. No. It's just a tube. And it can be wide enough for a human being to swim inside of it. I need to come up like there's literally like, I get it. This is the thing is I get that this is an auditory medium and I need to have like a better response than just screaming no when you say a bad thing to me. But literally, I can't think of anything else besides absolutely not. I'm going to share my screen with you, Claire, so you can get a whole big... How do we feel about these, Claire? Describe what you're seeing here, Claire, and how it's making you feel. First of all, very bad. Before we go any further, I feel very (laughs) bad. Is so is Homeboy Hollow? Okay, that's when you say tube. He truly is. Oh, absolutely, yes. A tube. He sure is Legion, huh? When he I sure say tube, is. I mean tube. There really isn't a lot of information on this thing because scientists just don't know what's even happening there. But I did find this oh, very good quote describing it. So I want you to close your eyes and really imagine this thing. They are firm, like cucumbers, and covered with tiny bumps, but ooze a gelatinous pus. Nah, dude. Handled. That ain't it. I'm looking at it right now. That ain't it. 
That... That's not right. That's not okay. <laughs> who, who signed off on this? Who do I talk to? Can I talk to the manager? Who runs this place? Very bad. This is not hey, good. Hey, Ocean? Hey, Ocean? Excuse me? Excuse me? Hey, Ocean? Excuse me? Where do you get off? Like, I'll... And this is the thing is, I'm seeing pictures of this with, like, a scuba diver just, like, being like, wow, look at this really cool thing that I'm swimming next to. Dude, take about 60 steps back. I love back. this one. I mean, they can't eat you. They're filter feeders. But I do love this one. That he's just sitting on it? He's that just he's riding, riding it. it? Like a... Nasty. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Very bad. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Just because it won't technically kill you. Doesn't mean it's morally okay. Doesn't mean it's ethical. Doesn't mean it's appropriate. It's not appropriate. <laughs> its existence is not appropriate. I get it's a bottom feeder, but it looks like one of those things, like in a like in a horror film. Well, it's not a bottom feeder. I feel like we should clarify. It's a filter feeder. My bad. Um, the filter feeder. I know that it's like one of those things where like the scientists are like, oh, it's the filter feeder. It's not gonna kill you. It looks like one of those things that like. It looks like plastic. That's just. It looks like plastic that's, like, malevolent. But do you want to know more about the pyrosome, Claire? And keep in mind, like, there's, like, literally, like, I really was scrounging for information on on this beautiful legion. So they generally live in warm environments, like the Mediterranean and off of Australia and New Zealand. Okay. And contrary to those pictures, they are generally, like, pretty hard to find and study, which is some of the reason why scientists don't know that much about them. But in 2017, there was a pyrosome bloom in Alaska. So the water heated up, and then when it cooled down, all of a sudden there was just, like, just a ton of these things showing up. And scientists still don't know why. Um, but like they gummed up nets and they covered up fishermen's hooks and basically like stopped the fishing industry for a hot second up in Alaska because they could not fish without getting one of these. I don't like that you uh, said gum- slimy I don't like, cucumbers. I don't, I don't like that, that you said was, gummed I, up. I feel like that was the verb that they used. gummed up is a bad. I don't like that. I don't care for that. You don't care for that. No. So, um, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, it's a worm, though. Surely this is an invertebrate. Think again, Claire. No. These things have vertebrates. No! Like people. They have tiny little spines, and I hate it. How do they have sp- I thought they were just like a bunch of friends going on a road trip together. Well, we're two friends when we both have spines. I don't think spines We don't share a spine, a Emily! I don't think they share spine. I'm not sure that that's how it works, but I think they do have spine-like bits in maybe each of the individuals. But they aren't invertebrates, which is like something that They're I personally hate. They're not a giant spine. They just have a bunch of baby little spines. I think so. I think that's where it's getting that's at. On a technicality, on a that's technicality. Better. Okay. Than the shared, than the shared spine. No, they don't have like one shared spine. I think they do all have tiny little vertebrate esque bits. Okay. But how do they reproduce, Claire? I never asked. So they can clone themselves. Cute. But 
They can also no. have sex. No! <laughs> okay. So each clone produces both eggs and sperm. Okay. Iconic. And scientists theorize that they reproduce asexually to form each individual worm. Okay. Right? Okay. But then when two worms meet, all of the clones are like, let's get together. Hold up. Wait, no, because I don't think I processed that yet. So all the friends in the friend's school bus, that is the... Yeah, because remember they're theoretically immortal. So say that you took one in the you took a friend's school yeah. bus and you chopped that school bus in half, it could reform itself yeah. because it can reproduce asexually. So all the clones could just reform yeah. themselves. But if two school buses meet, when two school buses meet and fall in love, when two school buses love each other very much and get married in the eyes of God and man, they can produce more school buses. They can produce just, like, giant school buses? Well, I think it starts with, like, a couple... Sm- I, I don't think they know how the reproduction works, because these things are rare. Yeah, yeah, but you're just saying, like, as a general concept, yeah, they can produce eggs, actually, they produce but then eggs and sperm so they can have babies. Yes, they can have babies. Can make can a school babies. bus baby. Okay. Yes. All right. They can have babies. Which is absolutely That's crazy to me. Okay. Yeah. And that's all the information I have about That's these too much They're information! Just... <laughs> They're just floating out there. The trash bags of the sea. Being worms. You know, being thousands of individual creatures, all in one creature. They like tropical waters, but apparently they'll show up anywhere for who knows why. And the the fact that this is what we know is in the ocean really begs the question, what do we not know that's also, in the like, ocean? So, th- there's so many upset Like, everything that you said has been a genuinely upsetting Yes. Fact, right? Yes. Absolutely mm-hmm. true, 100%. And uh, before you get mad at me, remember, this was suggested by a friend of the podcast, Rachel. And if you would like to suggest a topic for our podcast, you can uh, just put, like, Emily in the topic. Uh, and send an email to uh, chaosconsidered at gmail.com. Thanks, thanks fam. fam. Uh, thanks for nothing, fam. Because also, like, the thing that I find upsetting is that, like, okay, we know all of this about them, and it bums me out, and that's not great. But the fact that, like, scientists are like, well, we don't really know a lot about a bunch of things about this is, like, that's also yeah. accepting. Because, like, it's so scary because it's like, what else are you hiding? Like, what else... Literally, what scientists know is that, like, okay, we know it's we know what it's made of, which is clones, and we know that they all like communicate as one huge thing because it swims and floats along and it rises to the surface and then goes back down below, like so it like moves and swims and floats as one cohesive unit. And I can see on your face that you're compl- you're very troubled by this. But, like, I think scientists only know as much as they've observed. You know what I mean? And I think this thing is very hard to observe. But also, imagine going to, like, the zoo. Not the zoo. The the aquarium. And it's just like, here's the pyrosome. Mm. It's a 60-foot-long worm. Mm. Man, wow, that was awful. That was so bad. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you um, enjoyed this. Uh... 
Is it better or worse than the toe thing? I feel like the toe did prime me. The toe primed you. I'm glad. That the I think the toe was a pro. I'm glad you brought that up. They got me in the correct headspace to encounter. What is it called? The pyrosome? The pyrosome. The pyrosome. Do you think that there's a one clone that's in charge of all the other clones? That feels right, right? I can't imagine, like... Like an alpha clone. The alpha one. Like, we're all going this way, and everyone's like... Like, who in- which is the first worm to initiate where they go? I feel like your instinct would be like, wow, it'd be the, the, the OG worm. I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think, think so. that's true. I don't think so. I think it's the worm... That's most powerful. The strongest of will. Like, maybe like 200 worms in, one rises above the rest. One, yes. Wow. An an- like a little bit of an anti-hero? Uh, yeah, a little bit situation. of an anti-hero, but also just like an underdog. Like, you're rooting for them. Like an underdog. And they're a little type A, but they're going to get this product oh, done, and you're all going to get a great grade on it. So, Like, listen, listen, fam, we got to eat all the tiny specks of food that's in this ocean. And we got to go gum up some nets in Alaska. Gum it up is... Gum it up. Oof. So we... Last time we talked... uh, (laughs) I can hear the defeat in your voice. Pick it up. Yo, I'm trying to rally. I'm trying to... Listen. (laughs) I am trying... You have placed me in a mud pit in the scale i'm trying to scale the walls <laughs> of this slippery mud pit and listen i'm not gonna you... get there to the positivity right away i need this to be realistic turn it I'm, around i am sis. there is turn it around we are, we are deep in the muck and i am trying Everyone to haul us up listening and the mud is trying to suction us down and i'm saying not I'm today mud. we're gonna I'm wash on, wash this off gonna get back into it all right, I want to talk to you a little bit, and this is essentially, it's a very similar thing as to what I did last time. I promise I will, I promise I'll branch but out. it is about uh, the ocean, specifically free diving. Free diving? Free diving. Oh, another physical yes. activity that I'm never going to do. That's another thing that humans just, like, have decided, like, wow, this isn't really safe, and our bodies really are no longer meant to do this. Um, but we're just going to kind of see how it goes. And it's like, hey, humans, um, why are you doing this? You know, there's like theories that human beings used to be aquatic. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because babies are born being able to hold their breath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And these humans have decided. Yeah. Let's, let's continue, continue that. that. With our uh, bodies that are no longer super welcoming. We've spent thousands of years evolving in order to be really good at standing on land and looking at land and being on land. And we're like, throw that on <laughs> We did that. Boring. We did take me that. Back, Boring. Take me back to my, my fish My monsters. joints hurt. My joints hurt. <laughs> my joints hurt. I need a low impact. Let me deep dive. So I think deep dive is fascinating, fascinating because it's like real messed up that we do it. Um, like you have, so the amount of training that you have to do, you can train a number of different ways. I think you start off with just like essentially st- being still right. And being in the water and seeing how long you can hold your breath. You have to be super fit in order to do it. Right. 
It helps like build up your lung capacity as well. The just fitness side of things. Um, and then there's like other things. So like if you're going to do free diving, you have to be in the most Zen state of mind. That's why like if it's your first time, if you're like a new competitor with free diving, like mm-hmm. so there's competitions. There are competitions, yes. Oh hell. There's yeah. competitions because why why do anything if you can't be the best at it? Honestly. What's though, the point? Honestly. What is though. the point? So um there's with free diving. There's a number of different categories that you can have. You can do it um, with fins, which I believe that's called. I'm assuming these are not not human grown fins. No, 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 no. We're not Michael Phelps with the webbed feet. Like just just normal fins. Um, you can do it where um, you don't have fins, but let me back this up. What you're looking at when you're having a competition is that you're obviously, you're obviously middle of the ocean. You have, um, people have brought their like little boats up there, whatever. You have, um, you have at least two people that are just like diving alongside you to make sure that you don't drown. There's another person that like has this weird jet thing that can like zoom down to come get you and like zoom back up. Um, and they drop this like weighted, this weight to the ground and it's attached to like this rope. So there's a rope, a weight, the weight hits the bottom. That's great. And essentially they're going to go and see how far down into the ocean that they can follow that rope. They just going to do, they're going to do their best and they're going to get just just diving diving on down. So some people, some people follow that rope down um, just with their fins. Some people do it without anything. Like they're just swimming on down. Uh, some people, which is like apparently like the least athletic form of this, um, they will hold onto the rope and use the rope to pull themselves on downward as far as they can go. That's what I would have to do because I am an incredibly buoyant person. Oh yeah, right. No, exactly. Same. I I float just whenever I'm in the water. People are like, "How are you floating right now?" And I'm like. My body is just, it just floats. It, 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 it just floats. It's sink. the benefit of being delightfully thick. Thick. Thick, big lungs. Big lungs. So got you got to be fit. So already I'm out. <laughs> yeah, right? You have right. to be completely calm. Like everybody who is in this is like meditating. These are superheroes. These are superheroes because the moment that you are the moment that you are anxious about this competition, you are expending more oxygen and your heart rate is up. You have to be worrying about if your heart rate is like beating too fast because then you're using more oxygen. Like everything has to be slowed down completely. A hundred percent. Otherwise, you're not like there's no point. So one of the interviews that I watched, this guy was talking, he'd been doing this for years, and he mentioned the fact that people that are new to it, even if they are, like, they've done times where they've gone very, very deep, their first competition, they're not going to be breaking any world records, and they're may- they might not even... Because they're, they're nervous. nervous. And if you're even a little bit nervous, you it's not going to go well for you. So, so we're also out of this. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Likely. As two people with anxiety, just, we're gone, we're... We're out. We're, we're not out of doing this, We're out of this competition. I think we're gonna have to pass this. We're gonna have to let this dream go. So wow, wow, wow. I'm so sad. 
it's it is very sad that I can't be a champion free diver. Yeah, you're gonna have to let that one go. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. We all hate to hear it. But also, it's so dangerous. It's it's okay because I also hate the ocean. It, the ocean doesn't want you like that. He doesn't want me, and I don't want her. It's fine. And that's it's a mutual. I'm a fire sign. Mutual, she's a water sign. She's it's a water sign, work. and it's not gonna work out, sis. You gotta let her go. I gotta let her go. Let her go. Ugh. So. Anyways, through a series of trainings, I feel like you can kind of, like, mutate your own body to, like, figuring it out. That's great. Love that. Love that for humans. Um, They talked about another style of, like, breathing before a race that they call packing. And I don't really know exactly what that means. It's a certain style of breathing where, essentially, you're trying to get as much air into your lungs as possible. Sounds like it would hurt. It seems like it would hurt and is also, I don't understand the science behind it. That's how they described it. And apparently that works great for them. And I'm so happy for them. Knowing human beings and knowing how our bodies are terrible, I bet we only use like a fraction of our lung capacity. Oh, yeah. On the day to day. Well, and you can also build up lung capacity as well. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we can just stretch those things on out. Oh, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. So... Dangers would include people just like blacking out underwater because you're not, you're not, it's not good. So it's incredibly dangerous. So one of the things I did find out that was very interesting is that there's this village in the Philippines. It's called, I'm hoping I'm not going to butcher this. Uh, Uh, I'm sure going to butcher this. It was called Sema Bajau. Yet again, I do. So I'm so sorry. Anyways, this is a village. It's on the ocean, in the water, whatever. I'd like all the houses are on these like really cool stilts. Looks really gorgeous out there. And it's the entire the like the basis of this village is the fact that um, everybody essentially is like fisher people, right? They will go down and get down up in the ocean. They'll free dive free dive into the ocean do, 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 and they will like stab fish that's so metal that is so metal that's so incredibly metal isn't that so dope so like everybody from the time that you're like two is like diving with their family so metal right and these people like because and like site like certain people have like researched them and like studied them because like their lung capacity, like you have, they were following one of um, the like leaders in this village and um, regularly what he'll do is he'll spend five minutes, about five minutes underwater fishing and then come back up for air. And he'll do that about 40 times a day. Buck wild. Can't even imagine that. It's the and, foundation of this culture. And the culture. And it's awesome. Yeah. That's it so is cool. so cool. Anyways, um, so do 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 do. It turns out their spleens are fifty in this in this village, their spleens are fifty percent larger than the average spleen, which is essentially like a natural oxygen what? tank. What? Yeah. Okay, back it up. We store oxygen in the spleen. I I don't know. Okay. That's okay. going to be doing 
You're the nursing listen, student. Listen. I haven't started nursing school yet, so don't at me like this. Okay. All cool. you need to know. 50, First day, ask will, about the spleen. I, you bet believe. Best listen, believe. I'm going to be honest. I've always thought of the spleen as like a garbage extra organ that doesn't really do it. Yeah. Like, I know it does things, but no one talks about the spleen. Well, apparently, like, no one cares apparently about the these people, it's their extra, extra oxygen tank. Who knew? I didn't. Who knew? Essentially, the idea is that because they were, they, like, they are reliant on it for food, years and years and years of, like, having generation, this, like, this be what your, like, generations are, like, built upon is this, like, way of getting food and way of survival. And if, and if you are bad at swimming, you just die. It sucks. Yes. Right. So. Sucks. But yeah. Essentially, now you have these people that, like are just incredible at this. So this guy who is this like competitive free diver found, you know, not found them. He heard of them and he formed a friendship with one of like the leaders in this community and, um, you know, free dive with him and fish with him. And it's all great. Love all that. Delightful. What this guy did was like, what if we tried to hold a competition with you and some of your like fishermen people um, and see how far down you can go. And these guys got up to like 260 feet. They were touching the bottom of the ocean at where Stop. they were going. And the guy was saying, Stop. actually, they probably could have gone longer. But it just, the ocean, they showed up at the bottom of the ocean. And they're like, oh, I, you know, we guess we did it. And they, like, that day, they, That's, like. This is it? This is your competition? Yeah. And that day, they, what? like, broke records for the Philippines. Like, incredible. So that's, that's so rad, but also still upsetting so to upsetting. me. But I think it's really more my, my issues with the ocean. That's really getting in the way here. Cause the idea of being at the bottom of the ocean is just terrible to me, but I think it's so cool that humans like can do that. Yeah. They do that. And also I just love the idea of like these villagers being like, Oh, you mean like, you guys can't do this? For real, though. Like, our two-year-olds can For do real, this. For real, though. So, just in summation, I think it's awesome that humans are just like, okay, we're going to just, we're going to go back to doing this. We want to get back in that ocean. We're sick of this land nonsense. We're going to get back in the ocean. Be fantastic yeah. at it. Our bodies will adapt to be better at it. And now we're deep in there. So, one suggestion for everybody is to watch, um, I think it's a National Geographic video. It's called, like, A Breath Around the World or something. Mm. It's essentially, I think, I want to say it's the same person. It might be different people just free diving in different locations around the world. And it's one of those things where it's like, wow, there's a really a lot down there that we don't know about. And hey, bud, you seem like you're really deep down there. Do you need a breath? Anyways, it's very interesting. I would suggest it. So that's my bit. We'll get the link to that on our website with the rest of our um, links to information because we always want to encourage people to learn, um, share the burden of knowledge. Uh, I feel like you've really had a lot of burdensome oh, knowledge placed on you today. Challenging Claire. the roller coaster is. Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> Why stop no. now, Claire? I thought I was free. So, I thought I did my time. This is the second episode of our podcast. Oh, okay. 
Can I just like, can we just like take a moment so that Claire can really metabolize what she's agreed to? I have a slow metabolism. So (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be eons until she realizes the mistake that she's made. It's like, I've realized from the giggle, I realized it's a mistake, but I don't think I've truly processed the severity of the mistake, you know? I'm not ready. You're really not ready. And so I feel like I have to ask you a would you rather to just like, let's let's free up our creative juices. Let's get away from concrete facts, the, the terrible realities. I'm going to have to cut all of those nasty noises. Oh, yeah. And this comes from improv.com. Thanks, improv. And also, if people have like really nasty would you rathers, also send those to me. Um, but Claire... Would you rather have your thumbs replaced with your big toes or have your pinky fingers replaced with your pinky toes? Okay, let me, sorry, let me process the question again. So would I rather have my... Your thumbs replaced with your big toes. Or have your pinky fingers replaced with your pinky toes? I think it's going to have to be the pinky fingers. Really? Yes. My pinky toe is like so small. And so, like, hunched back, that would be interesting to be on the other <laughs> Please, describe your pinky toe in more vivid It would be interesting to be on the other listeners. side of that spectrum. Also, I like my thumb. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to go with you. I think I'd have to agree just because... What if I could grip things real well with my feet now that I have a really long pinky toe? No, I don't think they're being re- – I don't know if they're being re- – I think it's just your hand being replaced. I don't oh. think you get a pinky finger on your foot. Though that, that would be, be so exciting. Absolutely that's, buck that's wild. The, like, that was part of the appeal, Emily. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just your thumbs are replaced with your big toes or have your pinky fingers replaced with your pinky toes. Okay, well, I'm still saying the same because I need my thumb. Yeah, I feel like you could use a big toe as a thumb. It would not be nearly as effective. As effective. I agree with that. But some people might be, like, put off by the fact that they would have four normal-sized fingers and one really weird little nubby finger. real nubby. Basically, you would have four fingers. You're basically giving up. That's okay. I feel like that. I feel like it's okay. I feel like I'm fine. People have all sorts of interesting hands. And I feel like really having, though. like, a real, like, nubby pinky, yeah. that's a look. That's not the worst thing in the world, no. It's a look. But the the it's thumb would just be, like, it's not functional. I can't work with that. It's really about, like, because f- it's not even, like, function over appearance because people would know you had a thumb. Like a, like a toe for a yeah. finger. You know what I mean? So either way, you're going to have a toe for a finger. You might as well keep your ability to do things with your thumb. That, I Yes, I would agree. Okay, I agree with you. Though, my question is... Uh-oh. Consider. Uh-oh. If you did switch it so that you could have, like, opposable feet, which is something, maybe... 
Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, you, I, I want to follow you there. I just, I'm so. If you did have it, like I thought it was at the beginning. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I would still choose the same thing. I would just say that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we really agreed on. We agreed too much. We agreed too much. I'm gonna need. I need more contentious. More controversial. Yes. When you're sending stuff in to chaosconsidered at gmail.com. Chaosconsidered at gmail.com. You will have, you'll have to put in the, uh, the subject line, Emily, and then you can send in uh, topic ideas. Yes. Or you can also put topic, I think. But I feel like if it's, you know, I think that people can send in, suggest topics for either of us. So it, for whoever segment you want it to be, I think most people are going to send to me because everyone wants to share their forbidden yeah. knowledge. So, but just make sure that you post it because if Claire sees it, it ruins the fun of the game and then her whole night is ruined and then she's going to be like, Emily, I learned this thing and I can't talk about it and ruin her yeah. day. Yeah. Don't take that away from us. Don't take that away from me in particular because I did love how upset Claire oh, was. Oh, so, so visceral. She was so it was so upset. It was so real. It was so real. It was honestly. so real. It was so challenging. So where else can people follow us? So I have a beautiful Instagram created with nothing on it, but it will have stuff on it so soon. I promise you. So by the time this is out, it's going to have gorgeous stuff on the Instagram. So look up chaos considered, uh, on your Instagram. And I'm going to be making a beautiful tweeter for you as well. A tweeter. So by the time this comes out, we'll have Instagram and a Twitter uh, we'll have our email also um if you see us hopefully at this point we will be up uh everywhere that you enjoy podcasts so leave a five-star review if you really like what we're doing and tell your and friends follow and, us, please. and follow us if you can follow us on whatever <laughs> whatever, you're whatever using. You're using. uh we appreciate your support uh it really makes a difference uh, if you want Claire to have better mic quality, please, please, to support please our, send a, send both a prayer for podcast. my mic quality, a uh, good vibes yeah. for my mic quality. Send some good vibes through the universe for Claire's mic, so that you can hear her agonized uh, sounds, even crisper, but with better diction, but with so much better diction and better sound quality. Yes, and better sound quality. All right. Well, it's been good, and I can't wait to see you all next week for uh, more terrible More nasty stuff. More nasty stuff. It's only getting worse. Oh, sure is.